Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flamon is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic book shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian, and we are here to talk about Stranger Things. Which not that's not it. It's not, not it. Man, it, feels like, it feels like I just queued up the show on Netflix. The <laughs> intro is very reminiscent of another '80s show I also love called Halt and Catch Fire. If you play oh both of them God. together, I love that you theme. Probably could come up with a neat little club remix. I think. Yeah. So here we have BJ. Hey, what's up? Pat, who is Mikeless, but he is there watching. He's in the sound booth. That's right. He is in the sound booth. You're bad at this. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm bad at painting the picture of the mind. And then Jeff. Hi, guys. And then you heard Oral, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitch. We have all seen Stranger Things in its entirety. Is that correct? Yes. I watched it in two nights. Oh, man. You're oh, man. We split it up. I mean, eight episodes, though. It's pretty easy binge-watching, yeah, all is. things considered. And that was... We did, what, two and then four? No, two and then two and then four. Yeah, the last four contiguous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because once you start down that path, you're like, oh. Once people start going to the upside down, it's like, all right, game on. Once so, pe- people started comparing notes. Yeah. Like... So let's do this. We are going to give a spoiler warning. We do intend to say things that you may not want to know if you haven't seen it. Um, but... Uh, I think at the very beginning of this discussion, we should just confirm whether or not we liked it. Did we all like it? Absolutely. Yes, I loved it because of all that 80s nostalgia. I I enjoyed it, but actually not for the 80s nostalgia, for that delicious Lovecraft referencing and unknown and creatures and all that wonderfulness so let's you would always go for tentacles tentacles. of course he would so let's do an age check and i don't have to be specific you don't have to be specific however i believe jeff and i are the older two yeah yeah and then you two are slightly younger by maybe as much as six 
Four more years. I don't know how old you are, so I don't know if I should be angry about that. Uh, so I'm 39. Jeff is 35. Two past Jesus. That's what I'd like to say. Two past Jesus. Uh-huh. Or you're 20. BJ, how old are you? I'm 32. You're 32. 32. I'm the youngest you at are. 28. Got your whole life ahead of you, son of a bitch. Oh, baby. So, that's, a, that's a lie. I'm 30. I wonder <laughs> how much of that plays a role in terms of the appreciation for some of the things, because we, Jeff and I, pretty much grew up smack dab in the midst of all that. And you two came along kind of on the tail end. I'm, I'm a cusp. Yeah. See, I'm a cusp. But you enjoyed somebody... it after the fact. Yeah. All those yeah. movies. and Yeah, all, I, all I was exposed to all that stuff. So, yeah. And if we had somebody slightly younger, we had like a true-to-form millennial, they wouldn't get any of these references that the show was making. But I think that's kind of what BJ is saying. I think he didn't at least appreciate as much of them, but you still really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I still really liked it. I just uh, – like there's a, lot of, there's a lot of classic themes uh, from Lovecraft that I was like – you know what? I really like this. And and then later on when I went to there's a YouTube video that references all of the eighties nostalgia moments to bring up like a little bullet point every time they, they Pop mimic up the video. <laughs> um so they uh so I I appreciated it. Right. Um like Eleven had the 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 E. T. dress and the wig. Point. And the wig wait, is it wait, the same wig? The lace front fantasy? Yes. So could somebody please explain to me what that means? Is lace front a kind of wig? Is that like a really nice kind of wig? I just don't you get it. You need more lace, girl. You need more lace. Yeah, a lace front is a very good wig. Okay. I mean, it's not the best wig, okay. but it, like, it's a good wig. So the meme going around on Facebook for a little while there was this character in the show who looks like a young Furiosa. That's kind of that was nice, her. That was way. That's how they sold it to her to shave her head. Right. She, like PJ said, kind of has to be um, hidden in plain sight. And so they put this wig they found in a box full of Halloween costumes, right? And it happened to be an amazing lace front fantasy. See, I just didn't get all the parts. When, when, he, pulled, when he pulled it out of the box, I'm yeah. looking at it like, that thing looked ready as hell. And then, so the boys had to style it. So oh, all yeah. these little boys had to stand around her and style this thing so it at least didn't look like a wig. <laughs> and then when they pulled away, I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, ooh, one of you is a homosexual. Which one? As someone who, like, my favorite retro genre is the 80s. Uh, besides Downton Abbey and, like, the 1910s and 20s, it's the 80s. I love the music. I love the fashion. I love the movies. Except whenever you see Ronald Reagan show up, because you know, bam, AIDS. Um, oh, or Nancy. Uh, oh. No, no, Nancy, crack. Oh, Reagan, that's true, like that's yeah, true. Ronald AIDS, um, and so a lot of this stuff that you know I experienced as a young child, you know, being like five. When I was five, it was what ninety one. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, so like, there's still not we're still not really into the nineties. We still have a lot of holdovers. Very much late eighties mm-hmm. uh-huh. holdover. Yeah, um, a lot of those shows were still on like public access, you know, television stuff like that, like local stations and so seeing all of that come together um was really neat for me uh i love the acting uh of the kids and i don't necessarily like child actors uh but i think everyone did a really good job of of showing what you know boys who don't have any like real exposure to girls besides like sisters and you know like friends sisters how they would react with this, like, a girl on their level who's 
not on their level. Yeah. Dropped do- in their lap and, yeah. and they have to uh, hide yeah. her and all that Who stuff. Who has even less. So, so for those of you listening, um, just a quick kind of touch through. Stranger Things, uh, Boy Goes Missing. Uh, there's a lab involved. Uh, his friends go looking for him. His mom kind of loses it. Uh, the mother's played by Winona Ryder. And she, I mean, she always knocks it out of the park. She um, is having a resurgence. It is great. She was in that um, Show Me a Hero in a small but pivotal role and fantastic. She's doing great. Yeah, she's she, she, she was great. She was great as the mother barely holding it together. Apparently, she drew inspiration from Meryl Streep in uh, Silkwood. Silkwood, yeah. yeah. That was good. That Silkwood haircut. <laughs> Yeah, um, the boy that goes missing—that's Mike Wheeler, uh, and that's played by Finn uh, Wolfhard. Which, uh, funny story, he—he's been in the 100 and Supernatural on the CW as bit parts, but he's gonna be at one of the kids in the new, in the remake of It. Ah, okay. In the new It movie coming out. Next With a, year. they got a Skarsgård. Oh Ooh. yeah, yeah. Al, uh, no, Bill, the one from uh, the really bad Netflix horror show. Hemlock Grove. Oh, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then one of his friends, uh, Dustin Henderson, that's one of the one of the little boys, played by Gatton Mazar- Matarazzo. Who steals the show, as uh, far as I'm concerned. He's the, he's the little boy who's missing, like, his front his The front two front teeth. teeth. Yeah. He is toothless. And if you have a chance, go on and watch the YouTube video of him singing a uh, uh, selection from Les Mis, Bring mm-hmm. Her Home. Bring Him Home. Bring Him Home. Oh my God! And evidently he was on Broadway too. He's he is an actor who's been around, but he's amazing. He's really impressive, both in the show. Just call that little boy a slut. What? <laughs> what? Oh, he's, but he's gay. He gets around. No, well, with the tooth artistically, thing. I mean, he's very pop. No, artistically, that's awful. he that's gets awful. around. Why you, you are awful. leading me down an awful I, path. No, here. I made a slight joke, and you made it. He you just, opened he the just door, and I just kept going past him. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, another one of the boys in the group, uh, Lucas Sinclair. One of my favorites. Uh, that's played by Ke- uh, Caleb McLaughlin. 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 It looks McLaughlin? like McLaughlin. 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 Is that McLaughlin? McLaughlin. Spelled Laughlin. McLaughlin. He play. He plays uh, Lucas, and I think I like Lucas a little bit more than Dustin because Lucas just had the best bitch face oh my God. out of all of them. Like, why are y'all bringing this little white girl in here? Who, who doesn't, who doesn't know what egos are? The hell is wrong with her? Egos, which are the new Reese's pieces. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I love his character, but he had to be the voice of reason mm-hmm. because those boys had just gone off the rails. It's like, oh, yeah. you should tell the adults. Puberty hit him hard. Yeah, they were all like, girl, She's got powers. I want to do things with her. I don't even understand. He's like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's lying. And at times, she really was lying. Yeah. And like, like he was the only one who had any sort of sense to him. Yeah. Um, but they made him come off as this kind of like screechy, you know, Marge-esque character until he was vindicated. Um, and then he saved the day. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta backtrack. So Noah, Noah Schnapp is is Will Byers. He's okay. the boy that goes missing. I was gonna say Finn was the one who was the main, who was who was kind of like Eleven's love friend. interest, love interest, love interest. Yeah. Um, Noah Schnapp apparently he is he's barely done anything, but he played Charlie Brown in the recent Peanuts movie. Oh, oh that's cute. Okay, the so. CG, the CG one. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I, I mean, he did. I saw the Peanuts movie. He did a pretty good job, you know, channeling child with mild so, depression. Hmm. So the kids are great. The, the adults are, you know, interesting as well. Well, we're forgetting about like the main antagonist, the the head of the. Well, hold on. I want to get to him last. Okay. You save him for because he's got a special place in hell. That's I want to talk about the teenagers. That's Silver Fox. Yeah. I didn't fucking care about the teenagers. Let's talk about the hot guys. What? So <laughs> the hot guys in this were the cop oh, for and the was, chef. Yeah. The, so that you have the cop who's. Kind of like the town man slut, the town gets, the gets, town man slut slash alcoholic. Just because they implied he banged the librarian, you know. Well, he didn't just bang the librarian. He woke up with somebody that wasn't the librarian at one point, so he's sleeping yeah. around. Yeah, he gets around. So at least the eye candy for me uh, is David Harbour, uh, who plays Chief Jim Hopper, who's uh, who's done some pretty. He was in Suicide Squad. Um, oh, as, was he? Uh, he was the he was the guy essentially backing Waller. For the uh, the the funding of Task Force Sex, the guy gotcha. that was like, if Superman comes down, um, he's always he's, that guy. He's that guy. He's been. In in, I mean, when I when I was looking him up, tenuous amounts of TV drama, Law and Order, SVU, all that stuff. He's he's done all that stuff. He was also in Brokeback Mountain. He also gets around. He's a yep. working actor. Yep. He is Quantum of Solace. Yep. End of Watch. The Equalizer. Banshee. Like, like I said, it was in Black Mass. Remember Black, Black Mass. Mass. State of... I don't know what that is. Um, a character you kind of go in wanting to hate. Like because well, like, he seems like the schlub, the put upon... A, you're going to be an asshole. And then you're, he's still kind of an asshole, but at least at, when when he's, he's things get when things get serious, he actually is like, ah, shit, this kid's actually missing. He's kind of an um, ass kicker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like legit. So I thought he was cool. And then we, we have the, a the, the side cook, character. The cook. Um, the hot little daddy bear. Oh my God, Chris, Chris Sullivan, who God bless him. If you haven't watched the show, enjoy the scenes that he's in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't last long. I was like, you're too oh. good. You're something terrible's gonna happen I, to you. You know, he's, really, he's got he's got less of a small but sturdy fan base than Barb. So yeah, so there are yeah. two characters in the show that I feel like don't really get a chance to blossom and shine, and they're kind of part of that early. Let's show the stakes, so we're gonna kill people off. Mm-hmm. It's him, and he's taken out by the secret conspiracy of the government. That badass one chick who I don't know who she she, she was. She got her head imploded, and that made me very happy. Yeah, mm. and then uh, Barb. Okay, let's have a moment. Barb is the teenage sister of. Finn? No, 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 no! Not no. a sister, just a friend of the sister. She, yeah, she's a she's a friend. Oh, right, of right. Nancy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the teen sister—that's her. Friend she's Nancy's best friend. Who's there's... trying to keep Nancy from going down a well, path of of sluttiness? Not, not well, really. she's. So there's a, there's a conflicting theory online. There's the, there are theories about the, Barb. Oh yeah. Oh, oh Barb yeah. has quite the following. Oh for fuck's sake! Oh my god. At one point, everybody's been Barb. So yes, and so she is either the closest best friend who is totally platonic, but is trying to like keep her friend from doing something she'll regret. Or she's waiting or, for her to turn lesbian. Yes. Ah. And I am not. That I haircut. do not know what their intent is. Obviously, there is nothing that they are putting in that would suggest. Thank you. But that's what I, that's what people are saying. This, I've been so, reading. I know. So Jeez. the Barb is played by Shannon Purser, who this is actually her first acting first role. First time actor. First time actor, a- acting. Yeah. Uh, the writers and direct- the director were like, um, they they were very surprised at how well she she did. And everything. This is Barbara talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in real life, she's cute as hell. Oh yeah, she's adorable. And actually, she wants to play Squirrel Girl, and I think she be over Anna over Anna Kendrick. Well, see, this is the thing. I, I think Anna Kendrick could be great, but Barb really could work. Like her picture, she looks like. Yeah, she, she looks, looks like just like her. She I looks like her. Lauren Ambrose from Six Feet Under. A little bit, a little, but 
Uh, yeah, more a normal, little bit, a little more normal. But I think the reason people people like Barb so much is because every 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 nerd has been to the party with their hot friend, yes. who they're like, "All right, I'll give you a ride home. I'm just gonna hang back for a minute." And they're like, "No, you you can just go on ahead home." That's not like, what happened. And that then bitch got dragged to this party she where did. her friend was getting drunk and about to give it up to this douchebag. Who's so dreamy? No. Would you, would you even no. call it a party? No. There was like six of them. There was, and there was five of them were going to participate in an orgy. Is what that was. Yep. Yeah. But no, it was not. He is not attractive. Um, so, uh, Steve? He's 80s attractive. Man, I question. What was yeah. Steve's last name? She kept saying Steve's full name. Steve something. I can't remember. Harrington? Steve Harrington. Perry. Perry? Steve. No. No. Steve, something or other, you're ridiculous. You're incorrigible. Like, oh, shut the fuck I up. I just wanted to punch Steve's little fucking you're face an the idiot. whole time. I hated him so much. The the River Phoenix character, which I don't remember his name, but basically oh, could have uh, been River Phoenix. Willie uh, Myers, Byers, uh, Byers, older brother. Byers. Yes, yes, the older brother. Yeah. Seriously, River Phoenix, I felt for him the whole time. bit more strung movie. out than River Phoenix, so, just saying something. Seriously, so yeah. jo- Joe Keery... K e e r y, um, uh, plays Steve Harrington, but who's the the quote unquote love interest slash like asshole boyfriend, bad, asshole boyfriend, bully, the heart uh, of gold deep down. Way so, deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's been gold in a whole plated. bunch of like he was in Chicago Fire, he was in Empire, um, Sirens. So at least in one of those things, he's getting his ass kicked. And I see, can enjoy you know, that. here's the thing ab- about it. The reason why I like. Stranger Things is that we all know that we're on this sort of course about how this is going to play out. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I love the character interactions. Mm-hmm. That's what really drives it home. Because let's be real. Like, was it, it's not, it's not, uh, it's pretty in pink. Molly Ringwald does not end up with Ducky. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense <laughs> whatsoever. Right. Even though one of the endings they shot, he, she did. Oh, yeah. But then they mm-hmm. went with the bed, the test audiences so changed that shit. Yeah. John Hughes, like it, it. This whole thing is such an amalgam of John Hughes made a John John Carpenter, right? Yes, movie. John Carpenter with elements written by of... Stephen King, with uh, Steven Spielberg directing. Like, yes, and some Richard such... Donner, Richard Donner thrown in with the Goonies team, yeah. little kid team. It, it's such a mashup of stuff, and and you're right. And I was talking about this at work about this how this, the plot is very pedestrian, like it is. Nothing we have not seen before in other forms. It's really nothing new. But what makes it amazing are the characters. Yeah. It, and their interaction. Which is put which, together in a way that's not it gives us the feels. Well, right. like okay. Right. Like yeah. the episode going into a little bit of spoiler issues, when they supposedly find uh Byers young Byers's body. Oh yeah. The ending, and I was mm-hmm. like, you don't know enough about the story, even though it looks pretty by the numbers. There was that moment from one episode to the next, like, shit, did they actually just kill him off? Yeah, yeah, I wondered about that. And it was too. like, well, you Although know. Although the whole time I'm seeing that, I'm thinking that's Barb they just found. And because mm-hmm. she had sort of some androgynous type thing, like that they just mistook her for oh, him. Oh, poor Barb. Well, <laughs> that's <laughs> why I thought her they were going. Come in yet. Barb. And I'm like, how do you? And then they, you know, go into it in the next episode. Yeah. But it was like, you know, you you want to get the benefit of the doubt that they could pull some some crazy stuff in this story. They could have. I just don't think they really did. No, it because very, they want to continue it on. But I mean, even still, like I just—that's why I think the plot is the least surprising. It's—it it's, it unfolds the way you pretty much think it's going to. Yeah. And uh, oh, the, with a dash of Akira. I'm sorry, I forgot. The the actress ah, yes. that played uh, Nancy, by the way, is Natalie Dyer, who apparently was in the Hannah Montana movie. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> 
That's where she got her start. She, she was she's okay. seen some shit. Um, I didn't really buy her badass turn at the end as much, but I don't know. But I didn't buy well, Steve's no, but, I mean that's turn. that's what happens at in a, every quintessential '80s movie where you know there's like some monster or whatever. Someone has to rise to the occasion. Yeah. Fright night. And, yeah, and the all fright, three the of fright them, night montage. All mm-hmm. of the, all three of them have to, which was which is what I I really liked is that. You know, when faced with what's greater in the world, this is why I like Steve's character. You know, he he realizes that he's been a dick. His friends are awful people. You know, he in a small town, he's branded this girl who he kind of liked, like he really likes as a slut. Right. Yep. Um, through no fault of her own, and so he really kind of he goes to make amends, and then instead of like abandoning her. Which he could have easily done. Right. He yeah. runs back into the house. Yeah. That was like, a surprise. That's yeah. A, yeah. That's, that's, that. that's a that's a hero's redemption. That, well, yeah. the, the, the big redemption part is that he didn't get eaten by the monster. Yes. I kept thinking, oh, my God. Demogorgon. He's going oh, yeah. to get eaten. And the upside down. Demogorgon. Um, I also I also like the fact that he went back to, like, help scrape down the graffiti. He essentially let his right. 80s bad guy friends, because every 80s movie has them, like, this is our side of the mountain. You tell him, baby. Like, Put him in the body bag, Johnny. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, um, what's her name? Not Barb. Who is the sister again? What's her Nancy. name? Nancy. 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 She reminded me of uh, Labyrinth. Sarah. Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. Very much in certain. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Like moments, and I thought, okay, th- I see this. This is what they're doing. That is a problem that Stranger Things had. There was no Goblin King. There was no David Bowie. Oh, well, <laughs> they did have a Goblin King, and he was terrible. Oh, the um, Petunia Fay, or what, what kind of flower did that, I guess? Lily like, Head? No. No, because Jareth is a terrible person. Like a yeah. terrible big. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'm talking about oh. like the man with the glasses and like the head of the. Matthew Modine. Thank you. Oh, the... yeah. We, we needed to get to him. Because, Private Joker? Uh, from Full Metal Jacket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. About it. I was like, private doctor, uh, Doctor Martin Brenner. So what's interesting about his character is it's very much uh, silent, creepy, quiet in the background for most of it, and then you get a little bit more of it. But they also didn't paint him like they made him seem like kind of a manipulative asshole. Oh yeah. But 
there is also possibility that he did care for Eleven in some way. Let so much that he gave her the name Eleven well, out of what happened to came one through and ten. Stole my baby. The well, government came and stole my, my baby. baby. But I mean, there is. They didn't paint it as one-dimensional as they could have. Right. I, I felt like. But there's also the interesting thing of uh, the creators have said that they didn't show him really dying. Okay. And so it is quite possible they could bring him back. He could have been – the, the demigorgons just been like, I'm going to save you for later and just yeah. tossed him in there. Yeah. Well, I mean like they, they said like they did that and they talked about Barb. And it's kind of like the lost idea yeah. for the show Lost. If, if you ever saw a character on screen die – then you knew they died. If they mm-hmm. if they quote unquote died off screen, oh, they probably are not dead. But Barb didn't like. No, they her found body. her body. They yeah. found her body. Yeah. So I mean, there's no bringing Barb back. It was they oozing bring her as, like a zombie. She was she was she was a slug factory. Yeah. It, um, was, it was oozing whoa. demogorgon babies. So, um, but yeah. So yeah, Matthew Modine as Dr. Martin Brenner. I think the thing that annoyed me most about him is what a terrible scientist he is. He's like, I'm gonna open this dimensional portal, and now I'm just going to poke at it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to try to catch the monster. I'm just going to chill out and be like, oh, it took another one. And I'm like, well, let's keep this door bitch. shut. Can we keep this door that's shut? Very, right? That's very like cold scientific curiosity True. recording results. Kind very, of very 80s bad guy scientist. How much of the movie did you like flashback to Poltergeist? Because I have a very traumatic experience with Poltergeist. Oh, with the lights in the house? The lights in the house, the other dimensional aspect the little girl going to the television or going to the wall, a la Caroline oh, yeah. going the, to the TV. The, the, walls, the walls. Stretching out. Stretching yeah. out. Going into the other dimension with a tether, because I believe that also happened. Yeah. Some Except they didn't show the, the guy. The, the but... water, like, I think doesn't in Poltergeist, the dad or whoever goes in, come out of, like, the bathtub or something. Like, all of this is through my hazy memory of Poltergeist, because I can't watch that movie. It you should watch it again. Me out. Should. It freaks me out. Should Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill? Special Halloween edition? Is that, that the guy who played the dad? Ed O'Neill? Is it? Wait. No, that's I... the guy from Married with Children. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, yeah. I didn't know he was. Like, no. Who am I thinking of? The guy from Coach. Oh, really? From... Yeah, he was the one who played the dad. Anyway, like that scene where he's like clawing his face off in the mirror and then oh. he's. Remember Poltergeist? It's been. Like I said, it had a traumatic experience. Like I used to think that the, 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 the was a tree, uh-huh. a banyan behind our house back it when we was, had it. It was going to come to life. And... It, that I had a waking <laughs> like nightmare where I saw it moving. Man. And, try, and then that comes I love from this. Poltergeist. I'm, I'm taking notes. Oh my this God. Is great. This shit never happened. I'm going to get you a full size clown doll and leave it in your room. The clown thing never bothered me, but the closet. I had a huge thing about my closet too after that movie. You had a closet, like an actual door closet. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't come to life. I had the one with the freaking accordion doors. And I had a Millennium Falcon that was like, uh, I think, I, I felt like it was flying. Anyway, I can't, I can't wait for Halloween this year. traumatic memories of Poltergeist. But the, the thing is, the show like found a way to bring all that back up into my I did. My brain or when I was watching the show, I made sure to watch it with the lights off. Yep. Pull, yeah, oh, yeah. Full black, you know, just the TV on. And my roommates were gone, so everything was all, it was pitch black the cats would run by and i'd, and I'd be like oh, little fuckers that's the i think that's the only way to really truly experience stranger mm-hmm. things stranger yeah. things in the dead of dead night so we've, i think we've gone through all the the actors of note other than um our wonderful uh 11, 11 herself uh, 11 herself bobby uh, millie, millie millie bobby millie bobby brown um isn't she from bobby. orlando didn't they find her in orlando mm-hmm. She's um, British though. That yeah. was confusing to me. I yeah, guess yeah, but I thought like they here. did like a casting thing for Orlando. Yeah, I don't know. Well, she was. Uh, well, so she's been in. She's done bit parts on uh, NCIS, uh, Modern Family, a series called uh, apparently a, a horror thriller series called Intruders. She can sing a mean Amy Winehouse. You go look up her on YouTube. Mm-hmm. She's she's good. Um, 
Grey's oh. Anatomy and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. That little one-off oh. season. What is she playing that? Uh, young Alice. Oh, uh, okay. Um, no, she's amazing. And I, I think I'm stealing this analysis from at least two other podcasts I've listened to about this show. But basically, the thing with her is she has very little to say, but all of her acting came from her expressions and the way she reacted to everything. And it was – she was great. It was really – very compelling character and you just you care so much for her early on and damn it don't you get in the way of her waffles well <laughs> she yeah. will fuck up your grocery the store Lego, the, the, Lego, the ego thing is is kind of a cute little uh uh like i said it was like the et um reese's pieces mm-hmm. kind yeah of thing. and i hate et so <laughs> i hate it i'm not a fan either uh-huh. i don't get the appeal i like it. it was all blown out of proportion it's cute but yeah she's 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 some ways very much star of the show the focal point of all the, I mean, she is the focal point in some ways because Will, as much as they're trying to find him, isn't in much of the show. No, like, he's not. So Two episodes. He's sight. He's spiritually there. Well, they do like, flashbacks where he shows up a lot. Yeah, but I mean, it's, motivationally, you're trying to find him, but she's the one who kind of is the whole mystery. The bridge. Guarantee he'll be a is. big feature in the next season. Yeah, and really, ultimately, what it comes down to is that the the thing that that drives. Um, each of like the individual groups are like strong women. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Winona Ryder, who everyone thinks has lost her mind, but she stays her, convi- her convictions. You have Nancy, who realizes that she's been a shit friend, and she has to kind of like you know rise to the occasion and rally. And she's the one you know who by herself goes to the upside down, mm-hmm. which. Couldn't have been me, ho. Oh no, couldn't oh, no. have been yeah. me. I don't think she oh, realized a, what it, she was a, doing. A viscous portal. In, in a tree stump or in a, um, a tree, yeah. which is and closing then, as I'm trying to get out of it. Right. Yeah. Awesome. And then you have, you know, Eleven who goes above and beyond to keep these ragamuffins safe. So, um, oh, yeah. so I, I, I thoroughly enjoy Stranger Things. I'm looking forward to season two. What I also, so there's two more things I want to, I want to mention. The opening and sort of the closing use of D&D as sort of a meta commentary, but also sort of as a story setting yeah. thing. Excellent. That was very, very well done. Very enjoy- I mean, it sets the stage very well. I can tell you if our mother had not been as strong-willed about our not playing D&D, if I had had an experience that I saw like in Stranger Things and actually playing D&D when I was that young, yeah. I might actually appreciate it nowadays. Yeah, I, I think I'm in the same boat there. Um, the other thing I will say is the soundtrack uh, is amazing. It is oh, yeah. very 80s-tastic, and it's specifically for the use of the music of the sh- band Survive uh, or, or several people from that band. And three songs I will mention, at least three artists, they uh, they use Peter Gabriel's orchestral version of David Bowie's Heroes yep. in a critical moment. It's, it's amazing. They also play Moby's um, – oh, God. It's, it's If it was cold, I, I want to die. It's, do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? It's, yeah. it's very – it sounds like an Annie Lennox song remixed by Moby. I forget how old Moby is. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Um, and one more, very timely as Blade Runner 2's production is ramping up uh vangelis from his yes. oceanic album <laughs> yeah i had to look up because it had been a while since i listened to it uh sea of coral I sea think? of coral sea of coral uh, amazing because i love him yes. which is why i'm obsessed with echoes side note listening to echoes last night for two hours um reading a book on a saturday night and then when echoes was over Hearts in space. Oh man, <laughs> you 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 do realize that you're wow, turning into Brian. I don't get to and Jared too. Like I don't get to listen to enough of Echoes or Hearts of Space. No, and I, I every chance that I can. Oh my god, I listen to it on the way to the club, 
a party, if I'm going with, to dinner, if I'm driving and I have friends in the car, they hate it because they're like, there are no so vocals. And that's, your part, so, that's your party. That's, that's on your party so playlist. That's so familiar. I think I've been there before. Yeah, every time I'd come over to his house, like, oh, I got Echoes playing. <sighs> well, like, right. you know, it's nice background. <laughs> anyway, so like when that came on and I'm like, I know that. I, I didn't remember what it was. I had to go back and look it up. But the music overall is very atmospheric and very synthastic. So if you enjoy uh, a synth, and I know Cap, I'm sure if he hasn't already talked about it on Nerdy Show, he is right there with me. I mean, it's even it's then great. the soundtrack. They, I don't know how much these these '80s tracks cost, but they broke out a lot of classic '80s they tracks did. for the, oh, for yeah. the show. They did. You know, I'm sure the budget was crazy. I like the song between the brothers. Uh, should I stay or should I go? Yeah, that Clash got oh, a lot of heavy play. Yeah, that, that was, was so adorable. That was like and a, a re, somewhat realistic bonding moment between mm-hmm. this one random song. Did I make you listen to anything as a kid? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And other such crap. Yeah. He didn't love you. Um, the only thing I think was missing was Cindy Lauper is good enough. But seriously? I think that would have been too on the nose. It would have been. Especially <laughs> as they're riding oh, Goonies, A Goonies sequence? Yeah. yeah. I would have been too much. Um, so they did an interview. So the creators are Matt Duffer and Ross Duffer, uh, the Duffer brothers. They're twins, um, identical twins. Are they? Yes. I didn't. Even know. Um, apparently, they got their start on Wayward Pines. Yeah, very recently. I mean, Wayward Pines only in its second season. Yeah, and uh, they got their start on the first season, which right. was a lot of people have said definitely the much more mysterious and interesting sure. season. And then, but it was it's a Shyamalan, Shyamalan show, so Shyamalan yeah. actually was the one who gave them their shot. Yeah. And they also did uh they they've done these kind of lesser known horror thrillers, uh Hidden and Vessel, mm-hmm. which I've I've never seen any. So um Hidden sounds interesting though. Uh so they also did an interview with them. Apparently they pretty much wrote everything like it was getting a second season just so they had like they have an entire backstory for the upside down yeah and evidently they wanted to do more creatures they didn't want it to just be this one monster demogorgon yeah the demogorgon but because of the budget they had and they wanted to focus it they cut it down so yeah they got a lot of stuff ready to go for another season oh yeah um and i don't think it's been confirmed by netflix but everybody's pretty much it's, like it was no the the, T- the tca press conferences were occurring as the show was airing mm-hmm. so netflix hadn't greenlit season two yet but it's such a foregone conclusion unless something goes horribly wrong yeah because of how successful it's been the other thing i thought was interesting about when they were planning the show originally it was based off incidents that happened in montauk new york yeah. Ooh. So the show and originally had Winona Ryder's character as this Long Island smoking, hard, grizzled wife or mother. Well, MK know, and MK Ultra was a thing. <laughs> MK Ultra did exist in real life. What's MK Ultra? The whole experimentation with LSD. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah that's true. Oh yeah, yeah, that absolutely. Just is. back off. Just yeah. back off. You burn it all, honey. You burn it down <laughs> to the ground, and you don't look back. <laughs> no, daddy. Daddy, please stay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, oh so moving it to Indiana, I think, was a a move to line it more up with the Spielberg and uh, some of the other re- uh, references and things. Well, there was one of those compilation videos on YouTube of like interesting facts, and I think they talked about what the reason why they couldn't do it where they originally wanted. It was either budgetary or the town basically just said no. Yeah. Um, one of the other totally things bad. is Netflix actually didn't give it the green light until they said like it was rejected by fifteen different networks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, shit, man. I know, which is, it's, that's, that's, see, this is what makes Netflix and Hulu and some of these other outlets so important because they will take risks like this on shows that other networks would never touch. Yeah. So we're getting some amazing content because of these other outlets. It's great. Getting Runaways as yeah. a TV show on Hulu. What, I else, saw what else you got on there? Uh, there were a couple of interesting fan theories. Oh, Lord. Um, that weren't terrible. Uh-huh. I kid you not. All right, let's hear them. All right, so... And if you have your own fan theory, you should send it to us. Flame on show. Yeah. On Facebook. Or Twitter. As long, and as well as your questions and reviews. Um, an interesting fan theory is that when Eleven meets um, the Demigorgon, it's not really in the upside down. It's just kind of huddled in that weird sort of between space where she can find people's minds. Mm-hmm. So you don't know exactly where it originally was. Well, and that's true because when they first show her, that place looks nothing like the upside down. Yeah, it's the big empty space. Exactly. Yeah. Black and so void. Uh, it stands the reason that it was, it could have been from somewhere else or it was either trying to get to the upside down or it was trying, cause it, cause it didn't have a problem just jumping over whenever it wanted. It just needed to actually know that our world existed. Yeah. PSN. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's one theory. And I don't know if this is the next one you're getting to, but the other theory I read is that 11 and the Demigorgon are basically two sides of the same coin. Yep. Yeah. So that explains sort of the ending why they both sort of vanish. They kind of turn to ash and then yeah. the poof. The demigorgon is essentially her repressed. Like she hasn't been treated. She's been barely treated as like an animal yeah. her, her entire life. So the demigorgon is essentially her, her physical manifestation her, of physical, her anger. Yep, a physical manifestation of her anger and her pain. Just all teeth. And it yep. took root in the upside down universe and all that. So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think either one is 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 interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either one's true, but I think the ending, the way they. I said, what the fuck does that mean about young uh, Willie Willie Byers? Well, that's so, so. Again, we're spoiling a lot here, so just, we'll spoil the ending. He had too. a baby. Basically, <laughs> a little little Will coughs up a slug at one point and well, has he, a flash over to the. Yeah, and he's the, still he's still there's still some kind of because basically at the end, the last episode when they finally find him. It's not barb level, but the the demigorgon has captured him and shoved a tentacle tentacle grape down his throat, (laughs) which they have to pull this large thing out of, and they think everything's fine because he coughs up everything. Well, that's what BJ calls a good time. Exactly. Yeah, right. Except I don't cough up everything. He's a swallower. He's a champ. Mm. Um, I'm not a quitter. And so then they cut to like I forget like it's Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Uh, Willie is is staring himself in the mirror, and then he flashes to the upside down, and there's some kind of demigorgon connection still residing in him. And he well, coughs up a slug, and he coughs up a slug. <laughs> and, well, and he's the only one that's survived over there. He survived over there. I think the whole thing. They said the whole series took place over seven days. Yeah. So he spent like seven days and in, in all that evil in an environment that's not really fit for human beings, and survived so, it. So. And, yep, and I think that's the one kind of thing that I hope the Duffers can explain is because. When they show the upside down, it seems like the only thing that's alive over there is the demigorgon. Right. There's nothing else over there. Yeah. Which, yeah, they said they want to explore more. The other thing that is also uh, alluded to, two things. The cop is somehow now working with the uh, secret conspiracy thing. With the government. Yep. Le- and leaving uh, Egos for Eleven in the Eggos forest. leaving and food for Eleven, potentially, in like a little box. Yeah, a little, so, little lockbox. It looked like either a lockbox or a trap. Yeah, because it was like some kind of weird steel true. box. It could have been either, but I think it was meant as just like a a way to share across the, the void. Yeah, yeah. 
But either way, I mean, they these are little breadcrumbs they do or do not have to follow up on as much. But they did um, confirm though that season two they're going to have a time jump. Yes, because no year. matter what, the actors are all at that cusp of like. Again, referencing Lost, the whole reason why Walt was I such a... I sound like this. I sound like this now. One of them, yeah. <laughs> uh, Toothless, actually did jump the puberty gap, whatever, during the editing, post-production. So they yeah. couldn't bring him back to use him for uh, voiceovers. Oh, oh yeah. Because, yeah, it was like all like this. For ADR? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, yeah, it was a great show. And, and even though we've totally spoiled it, if you haven't seen it... I think you'll still enjoy a if lot. If you of hadn't it. seen it, and you wa- you listen to this whole podcast. A, shame on you. I know. It's, I know, a, I know. it's a Netflix series. At this point, like you, you can were warned. Watch you it. Were and you can watch it in your car. Not while you're driving. While you wait for your drug dealer. Oh, what? BJ, what is going on? Judgmental about our audience. What? Filleting Cthulhu ask monsters. I'm not. Oh, doing man. drug deals. That's, I'm not cool it, enough to do drug deals. Like, I don't think enough money. If you could, if you're blowing Cthulhu, that is way more. That's biting off way more than you can chew. Oh, oh, oh. That is oh, like I a tentacle bite. dick I staring at you I as you go teeth. down on it. I wouldn't. I would be. It would use teeth you on you. Disgust me so on bizarre. so many levels. So bizarre. All right. So one thing I do want to mention, and this is related to our <laughs> Patreon. You Ooh. do know about the Patreon. We've talked about the last couple episodes, and I want to personally thank Rodolfo. Or Andando, I think I said that right, Andando. and Charlie Tuga, both of which recently have uh, jumped in and joined the Patreon for Nerdy Show and said, "Hey, I'm doing this for Flame On." Oh, nice. thank you, both. Oh, Rodolfo. hey guys, really, yeah. really appreciate that because not only does that tell us, "Hey, you're listening," which we always like to know, but it also kind of confirms that what we're doing is 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 worth something. To the world out there. You love us. In the form of monthly contributions. And that really does mean a lot. And we are going to be trying to get some Patreon-specific content out there. Of course, if you if you give us a little Patreon thing and you, you say, hey, Flame On, we'll mention you on the show. And, you know, we'll see about doing something really special in the future. We're, we're talking about doing a calendar. Ideas. I think we should really can do a I mean, calendar. All we're going to be doing is shooting oral for 12 months. Yeah, as I say. I was going to say. Twelve? Oral, no, mean, six months. Did you say six months? It was only six months. Six right? months of oral. <laughs> no, that's too short. He's quiet. I was hoping you all would forget. <laughs> oh no. no, 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 no. Well, we'll figure something out. But uh, yeah, like I said before, if you really do want to just reach out and say hi, Flame On Show on Facebook, we love getting little comments on our stuff, uh, direct messages, all that, and Flame On Podcast on Twitter. Long story short, thank you for your support, Flame On. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. Flame On was created by Brian Pittert and is engineered by Pat O'Rourke. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. You can follow us at Flame On Podcasts on Twitter or Flame On Show on Facebook and Tumblr. Or you might even see some of us on your favorite gay hookup apps. Just keep an eye out. If it's gay and geeky, we've got you covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.